All right, before we get started, it's out. That's right, instead of sitting down and doing the audiobook that I've been promising forever, I went ahead and compiled all 10 years of the fucking pilot articles to put in one big fat book. Included in that book is also author's commentary and even a few apologies here and there for some of the shit that I wrote over those 10 years. It is called The Lunatic Fringe Book. The Lunatic Fringe book right now is available on Amazon.com or actually any Amazon pretty much worldwide, and it is available for Kindle, it is available in paperback, and it is available, believe it or not, even in hardback. So you've got all three choices. It's, I don't know, 330, 340 pages worth of sometimes informative, sometimes really over-the-top fun stuff, hopefully that you're going to enjoy the living hell out of. So head to Amazon and order your copy of The Lunatic Fringe book right now. Blue skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings, and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. 
They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. I'm Ray Kubiak. I'm sitting here with a... We'll go ahead and introduce yourself. Who, who the fuck are you and what do you do? Who the fuck am I? Rusty Lewis. Rusty. Um, what do I do? Um, well, officially... I still work for the IBA, safety and training director of the IBA underneath iFly. Um, unofficially, I'm just kind of a jack of all, master of none. Got you. That's kind of the the unofficial stance. Got you. Got you. What do you do? Um, me, a little bit of a little bit of everything, nothing all at once. Yeah, you know what I'm that's saying right. Yeah, yeah, you know, run around in circles, do do that thing. Oh, fly around in circles mainly fly around yeah exactly yeah so director of safety and training what does that uh what does that look like what what does that mean well um well you i mean you know and i'm sure you know a good amount of people that are going to listen and watch know you know the iba i've been working for the iba since it started um 2003 and so my position with them, essentially what I do now as a has-been tunnel instructor, um, the I, well, my side of the IBA, we write, we come up with the guidelines, I don't want to say rules, but guidelines, operating practices for iFly wind tunnels, SkyVenture, iFly wind tunnels, however you want to call it. But um, the SkyVenture franchises and the, you know, the iFly um branded facilities so yeah we come up with you know in conjunction you know with all the teams um you know people like yourself mm-hmm. and um the the lead folks at um you know with an iFly corporate you know it's not just rusty and wayne sitting in an office thinking that that sounds cool right um right. you know we work together with you know all the teams to write those guidelines and policies just to say hey this is how we think is the best way to operate these facilities so yeah we just, we just come up with the stuff and we put it down in documentation and uh, then people like yourself the examiners the trainers the t4s they they um implement yeah first we scrutinize poke some holes and it goes through yeah. the drawing board four or five or ten times yeah and eventually we got to pull the trigger on it right yeah that's say, exactly it. Yeah. This is what we're doing. 
Cool. We, we, well, maybe we come up with something. We make some some mistakes along the way, and sure knows we've made a few of those. But yeah. you know, we try and come up with the you know, hey, this is what we think is the best thing to do. Might not be perfect, but it's it's what we've come up with so far. And we, you know, our job is to try and adapt and take the feedback and hopefully be pliable that we can you know work within the changes in the industry right sure yeah that's it well i don't that's some boring shit you know what i mean i want to get into some meat and potatoes now how did you get your start like what what did that look like you woke up one day and was like i'm gonna make hundreds of dollars in my career i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make singles of dollars doing this (laughs) um well i started skydiving a uh, long time ago. I did my first skydive in Southern Ireland because it was the only place that I found that would do it when I was 15 years old. What? So 26 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Um, did a tandem. Their rule was if you fit in the harness, you can go, which is great about some parts of Europe. England wasn't like that. So right after my 16th birthday, I went and did AFF. My, my oldest brother, he he started skydiving and he did he was doing this data line course i'll never forget i used to ride my bike to the to the little drop zone down the street from my parents house and he said yeah out the round parachutes and this one guy came down he landed broke his leg i was like this is cool i'm doing this your parents (laughs) were like all right you're up (laughs) get that harness off that guy see if he gets you yeah put him in so um, wait, their fucking only rule it was that you had to fit in the harness. That was in Ireland, yeah. So the that was the rule to be to do a tandem was if you fit, you went. Wow. Yeah, and there was no, you know, it had to be 16, 18 years old. Just in England, it was sixteen. With you had to get a sign off by your parents, and so I had to do that for my AFF. But in Ireland, it was just mm. that's you look crazy. you look big enough. Off you go. So, that's nuts, dude. Yeah. So um, I did AFF when I was 16, and uh, yeah, so it makes me feel old. But um, so, you know, the usual progression, skydiving, packing parachutes, working on the drop zone, left my job, and I was outside of skydiving when I was like, I don't know, 18 years old. Definitely um, wasn't, um, my parents were very pleased about that decision, but I was going to be a skydiver. I wanted, I just thought it was cool. Um, you see my eyes looking down here. I'm actually looking at your face. I got the camera set up here, but I want to look at you. I don't want to sit here and stare at me. So I know that, this makes for a better looking thing, but I'm doing it this way. Sorry, Dean. It's okay. <laughs> Dean was so sorry. sorry. We just want to stare at each other. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the two of us. All right, continue. Yes. <laughs> um, where was I? So, yeah, I left my job. I, I was trying to become a skydiver full-time, and that's what I did. Started, you know, filming, and then I was, I started competing my first skydiving competition. I trained with a sky surfer in England. And oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, I was a videographer for a sky surfer, and it was, you know, to me, it was one of the most, you know, after competing in different types of events and, you know, different competitions, you know, that was, I mean, I was my first view of skydive competition yeah. and uh it was super fun yeah but that's I, gonna hit that's gonna hit a chord with dean because uh he 
he was Mary Tortomasi's uh, video guy. Oh, when she no was kidding. a sky surf when she was sky surfing all the time. I, yeah, I they were on a team surfing. together. Yeah, and they so went. Fun. They competed against uh, Craig and uh, Tanya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he tells that story often. So I love, cool. I love that. Um, yeah, isn't it? It's fun, huh? Oh, so fun! Man, that I, era you know, of skydiving was badass, man. It really was. I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, I used to. I mean, when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old and I'd see the, the UK version of the Parachutes magazine came out right. and I would read every single page. Right. And I'd see the Sky Surfers, you know, we, we, there was a Sky Surf team in England um, and uh, I would see those and I would, we would do everything we could, you know, obviously to, you know, try and beat them. And right. um, so, yeah, I mean, that was my first look into skydiving competition. It was what awesome. What year was that? You, you read that it. was in 98 is it like 98 or 99 right um so that's when sean mccormick was doing the 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 okay the, ah, the blurry the invisible yeah. man blowing out blood vessels yeah and then uh that's... who else did we have troy hartman doing the hen house troy was, there. And... was it bob griner was doing it too yeah. out of, uh... in fact we went to uh space center florida we got coaching yeah oh that's badass that's cool. And uh, that was my that was my first um, training skydive trip. Yeah. And that that was actually my introduction to the wind tunnel. Really? Um, yeah. All right. So it would be ninety nine. So it would be nine. It was ninety nine. Maybe it wasn't ninety. It definitely wasn't ninety eight. Maybe it was ninety nine, or it could have been even two thousand. I mean, it feels so long ago. But um, it was right when the tunnel first opened. But anyway, so that was my start. Was you know I was skydiving and I was filming tandems and um you know trying to get into this little bit of competition try and do a little bit of four-way and most of my my time skydiving to start with i was filming because you know it was just a it was the avenue right to mm -hmm. free skydives and get paid to jump and i was packing parachutes and you know and cleaning up around the just the usual stuff that you the do living the a, dream yeah oh yeah um so the that trip where we came to Titusville and we did uh, that first sort of training camp in Florida, we I met um, Fabian Rydell and did the Nardis uh, own did the Nardis on that drop zone at that time or was it I don't I don't remember. Were you jumping the King or Caravan? Oh, Caravan! Yeah, the Nardis have a smoking hot fast uh, King Air, or they did. Yeah, I don't back in that. I think they did have a king there coming in and out at some point, but I, when we were there, we were jumping a caravan. And I think it was, I think that was because it was, um, you know, the summer months in Florida where the skydiving sort of slows down a little bit. So you met um, a young Fabian. Yeah. And Juliana, they were jumping there. Juliana, I think Joao yeah. was there too. Joao Tambor. And, and, you know, That's a cool name. Joao yeah. He, you know, those guys were, you know, obviously just, running around the drop zone being you know as cool as those guys are and right. and they would they they different about breed the huh? oh yeah yeah those those days yeah. i mean very special super awesome yeah i agree but I, we we actually didn't fly in the tunnel on that trip uh but we went down because it was you know they had people flying and those guys were flying and i was like this thing is cool mm. this thing i mean obviously that was before they had 
you know, the airstream. I, I mean, I you, you could probably tell one of your staff members now. I could walk, go down to the tunnel now and talk about a, a, an air straightener in the tunnel. Right. right. People will look at you. What? No, no idea. What do you mean? Yeah. Is the air, the air's not straight? But um, you know, back in those days when you flew in the tunnel without an air straightener. Yeah. Yeah. If the wind was blowing underneath the, it would change uh-huh. what was happening, the dynamics of the wind. It was like flying. It was like flying in burbles all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. Um, so we finished that trip and, you know, I came back almost, it was one of those things I went back to England. You gotta go, we gotta go fly in this wind tunnel thing. So that's what we did. We put a group of people together and I'd come over to the States. And, uh, I remember my first time flying in a wind tunnel was with, uh, Eliana Rodriguez. She was my coach. I was, we were and, flying with her last week, dude. She yeah. was your coaching group. That was cool just unbelievable human. Yeah. But anybody that's ever spent, you know, 25 seconds with Eliana, you know, would agree. Um, so yeah, Eliana Rodriguez was my first coach. No air straightener. You know, <laughs> I had, God, I don't know how many skydives I had at the time, probably 3,000 skydives, 2,500 skydives, something like that. I don't remember, but awful. I was flying... <laughs> I was flat on my belly. You know, I'm just one of those people that shows up never flown on a good tail before. Because, right. you know, back then we didn't, no, nobody had one. Right. And I mean, I, 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 awful probably is a little bit of a stretch, but, you know, I I definitely was humbled, just like everybody probably is the first time they get into a wind tunnel, which that's right. just you were off. You were, you were awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I mean, what, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Like, I used to say, you know, I was a big advocate of the suck less movement. And now I've, in my old age, I've changed that to a, it's okay to be awesome. Like, yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah. It's okay I'm to sorry. suck a little bit. It's okay to yeah. suck. Yeah, you, of course it is. How do you get awesome at anything if you don't suck a little bit? Yeah. If you're not sucking, you're not learning. Well, if it was that easy, I wouldn't even have a job. Well, that's just exactly right. You would just buy a ticket and you go punch yeah. the ticket and the door would open. You jump in there. Yeah. You do a bunch There'd of no back IBA. layouts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what you do. First time. And you're like, oh, that was kind of boring. It was so easy. It was kind of and boring. You do, and then, you, you do it with a shoulder dislocation. Maybe both shoulder dislocations. Well, a hip, hip dysplasia. Yeah. I'm having it. But Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, so you visit. So you go down there. How do you how do you secure your role um, as a flight instructor? How's that go? How's that play out? So, you know, there's obviously a, a certain amount of time in the, in there that between when I first went to the tunnel and when they actually I actually got hired. But it was over that course of about eighteen months. I was coming. I was bringing AFS students and coaching students um, from England. So I'd I'd be home. I'd We'd put a group of people together. We'd, you know, buy tickets. We'd fly over to Florida. And uh, so every other, it was about every other month I was in Florida for a week, 10 days, two weeks with student, AFF students, coaching students. We'd go to Deland, Zephyr Hills. We'd jump during the day and fly in the wind tunnel, you know, for as much time as they'd sell us. I mean, I remember back then <clears throat> when I first started, it was the tunnel didn't open till four in the afternoon. And if you oh, bought the app, right. if you bought the first hour, 
So if you bought three to four, you could fly two thirty to three for free. So you buy an hour, you you get thirty minutes for free. And so we'd go to the drop zone eight o'clock in the morning. We'd jump, be at the tunnel by two, and fly that first half an hour for free. And then, but and then we would just fly as much as we can. You know, take naps at the tunnel. I mean, that was just kind of what what we did. Yeah. And um, so I was there pretty regularly. And Ronnie Landon was the general manager, and I kind of got to know people and Jeff Grizzard, who's, you know, a blast from the past name for people right. that may remember Jeff uh, Grizz, but um, I'd hang out with, you know, the tunnel crew and we'd be there so much that um, I said to Trevor, I said, hey, how, how do I get a job? I want to move here. What can <laughs> I do? And um, they, I, they said, let's just, let's do it. We'll get your visa and, yeah, you know, you fit in with the crew and, you know, we think you'd be, you know, a good addition to the team. And Wow, you didn't even have a work visa yet, huh? No, nothing. So wow. I got a lawyer, they did the paperwork, and uh, six months later, I was getting off an airplane with two suitcases. Boy, you'd be deported nowadays. What a... <laughs> Wait a well, second. Actually, <laughs> get, on the, a, get on the plane, friend. A, a funny story. When I, when I got all my paperwork... The the paperwork that said job title, flight instructor. And, you know, it was right after 9-11. And so it didn't they, say body flight instructor. just said flight instructor. Flight instructor. And they had to review that paperwork because mm. it looked, they're like, what is this thing? What What is it you say that you're doing? And um, what's this Explaining company? it back and, then was so hard, so much harder, too. Like, you know, so it's difficult. a room. Yeah. And you fly it's like around a magic, in it. They're yeah. like, all right, buddy. Sure. You're smoking the dope. <laughs> they sent me, they literally sent me to this room. I had to sit in this room and wait. It was like a holding area. And then this, um, I'll never forget this, this tiny elderly lady came in. She was a TSA officer, a customs officer. And she said, who's here for the sky venture? <laughs> me? She was like, I know what that is. Come with me. Nice. I, cool. I was like, well, I guess I'm, coming for a two-week holiday i'm coming home but uh so yeah i got off the airplane and i got shipped to uh sky venture orlando right there on international drive and that night i started training wow and four days later i was flying students yeah because if i you know, the, wasn't wasn't really developed it was underdeveloped at that point right yeah there was no there was no official but there was a there was a training that Joe who put Winters, you through. Who put you through the Joe Winters? Joe and Carlos, yeah. Joe and Carlos, yeah, yeah Joe, me too. Joe Winters, Carlos, yeah. Ruby, yeah. So those guys, um, you know, back then it was, and I was training by myself, and it was, it was a development, very much a development thing back then. They, you know, they they were training, and there was there was spots per se. I mean. It wasn't anything like it is today that's been developed over the last, you know, 20 years, but. Um, it was similar you know, though. You know what I mean? It, a lot of the things are still yeah. that, that I went through, you know, catching a back spot is exactly the same 20 years yeah. ago as catching a back spot today. Right. And, um, you know, so it was, Hey, you know, go in there and for an hour and just get hammered by Carlos. And, you know, Joe was, you know, they were, he was in that mindset of, okay, we need to, you know, be cool if we can come up with a, a real program. Right. Um, man, he busted his, like every, uh, there was a lot of names in that thing, but man, Joe Winters busted his ass 
He did. On that. And Carlos did too. Yeah. Scott absolutely. McMahon have much to do with that development back then or? Uh, he did. And so Scott was Scott was finishing right as I was starting. Gotcha. You know, there's a few, Passes, there's a few yes. of those names that were just kind of, you know, Thomas Hughes as one. I got to, you know, it was one of the things for me that's super special. I got to work with Eliana for a very brief period of time before she went to Airspeed and um Thomas Hughes and uh, was one of those two. We worked together for about six, eight maybe it was a year, but six, eight months, something like that. Um, Scott McMahon was just on his way out. And so he was, you know, still around and part of that development. But, you know, Joe and Carlos really, those guys really spearheaded it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. That's I mean, crazy because that... I think back on the FITP that I learned and uh, the FITP that I teach, and they're not all that different. Like, a lot of the things are the same. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff's the same. You know, we we cut some of the fat. You know, yeah. it was just some some of the stuff was just a little. Um, yeah, it was just you know there was things that we learn it. as we go, and we yeah. we either we we either didn't need it or we found a better way better to way either to prevent it. it or you know come up with something that says hey, sure. there's 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 so many steps that we can do before we get to this. So let's let's just do these steps and avoid having to train this technique that might not be. That's going to eat up three hours of your life and you maybe 70% of your morale. (laughs) 25 (laughs) years later, I haven't seen any of it by any of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's how I, you know, jumped into the whole tunnel thing. And, you know, that was, that was back in the time when it was blood, sweat and tears to become a tunnel instructor. Anything Anything that you could do, you know, I was, I, I felt like I was the, the most privileged, you know, I, I was extremely honored to be able to take that slot, you know, clean toilets, didn't get the coaching wasn't a thing, you know, it was do it, do anything you can to earn seven more dollars in an hour. Right. All right, you know, right. Bust your ass for tips. And it is an odd feeling when you're flying at a tunnel at midnight and, and there's not, there's not hundreds of them worldwide and you're sitting there and you're like i remember sitting in flyaway at the end of the shift and it wasn't midnight it was probably probably about 9 30 10 o'clock at night and just sitting there thinking this was before sky venture was invented you know sitting there thinking mm-hmm. man i'm the luckiest i'm the only person in the world doing this right now and maybe that wasn't true but that's what it felt like i was like there, there was probably 30 of us worldwide you know yeah i was like this is fucking cool like, fucking cool wow like yeah what am i doing right now like yeah it was cool i, I right, remember having so, that, that same feeling you know exactly the same feeling flying around it you know scavenger and orlando that, back then people would come in the people that you knew and everybody would come there and you were like yeah i get to i get to stay and do this these people yeah. come and go and it's cool yeah but this and is like this the is cool home. skydivers coming in all the time you know like yeah. I remember the Flyboys used to visit all the time back when yeah. they were like in their heyday, you know, and that was badass. Like it was so cool. You know, yeah. like, watch like the Chronicle videos and then these dudes are showing up, you know? Yeah. And I'd be like, exactly the same. Mike Vell came through. I was like, this is badass. Like, yeah. And his favorite thing at Flyway, cause you know, you have like the cone pretty much that you can fall off of the bubble, uh-huh. like the pads. He would just hang there and teeter and, uh, over the pad just in a tracking position on purpose he was like man that is i could do that all day that's super fun like it was like the first so wingsuit cool. tra- like tracking 
tunnel, you know, like yeah, just sitting there chilling on the edge. Cool. So are you, how many, how many competitions have you competed in? You've been doing that for a hot minute. I didn't realize that. I, the honest answer is I, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I, you know, I started competing, you know, like I said, my first one was uh, Sky Surf back in, you know, late nine. 99, 2000, something, something about there. And, you know, since then I, you know, filmed a bunch of teams, you know, UK nationals and um, competed at UK nationals before I moved over to the States and um, then tunnel competitions, more, more skydiving competitions actually than tunnel competitions. Um, a few of the early competitions in Orlando and uh, a couple of them that have been since, you know, the sport has more developed, but um I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Not as many as Craig Gerard. <laughs> I don't think many of us have what Craig Gerard's done, man. Yeah, I I got it. He's so, since, since 53, bro. Like, yeah. not really. He's like 142. Man, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, current, I don't know. You're current, you guys are the current champions in your discipline, right? Uh, no, we, we retired. So our team with uh, Josh... Evans and Mickey Nuttle, we, we officially retired in after the meet in 19, 2009. Yeah, 19, and then the whole COVID bullshit. But gotcha. the, um, you know, and this last um, Nationals, you didn't compete at that one? I had a student there. So I was coach, I was doing a player coach team with us, with a student of mine. Um, but my last, yeah, our last meet with uh, actually on, you know, competing at the Nationals where we represented that, where I actually went in person was at, uh, Rayford in uh yeah 2019 we did compete in 2020 the the whole um what was it the virtual meet that we did uh mm-hmm. that Rook's team put on um but no Andy and Jason uh have been since oh, 2019 yeah, they've, been, they've been smoking your asses huh? dominating dominating yeah. I mean if I'm going to get a thrashing yeah I love a good thrashing from Andy and Jason yeah on Friday but yeah. um yeah, I mean those those guys are sensational. You know how you beat Jason at a competition, though. You just got to get Leroy to come out. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you drink water. Make it make make it look like you're drinking alcohol. And yeah. You just keep you just keep feeding Jason until Leroy comes out. Unless <laughs> Leroy comes out. That's it. Good luck competing the next day, friend. Yeah, game over. It's uh, now he can still operate. He still operate. He still whip it. Yeah. He's yeah. I mean, those guys are unbelievable. They're untouchable, and I mean, awesome to be able to compete against them. And that was a really you know, Josh and I did that team for five six years. Um, some of some of my most cherished memories of skydiving competition. Yeah. Really cool. Um, really, I mean, it was it was awesome to be able to train at the level. You know, to try and keep up with Josh who, you know, to me is still one of the best BFS flyers um, out there. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously getting to compete with Mickey Nettle is really cool as well. But um, Yeah, man, he's a pretty amazing skydiver, huh? He's got a lot of accolades under his belt as well. Mickey, yeah. I mean, it, it's cool because um, we, you know, we learned a lot from his experiences, from, you know, what he's done and, you know, world meets and et cetera. And, you know, he's, he's done a, I mean, I remember Mickey, first time I met Mickey was when we were training him as a tower instructor. Right. But um, yeah, I was there so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. You've sized um, us up for suit. Where were you at in your progression when you were measuring us for suits? When was that? Oh, four. Was it 04 or 05? We Somewhere opened up there. that tunnel in 04, in 05 yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, so it was 04, 05. I think I remember it being like the end of 2004. Yeah. Because it was fucking cold in Orlando. I remember. Yeah. And it was, we had those, those fleece line Gore-Tex suits. Those things were money. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends in England who, you know, made design those suits, that, that thing was, I mean, God sent the winter. Well, yeah. for you guys too in Arizona, yeah, we had things like, oh, go to Florida and yeah. just wear my shorts and t-shirts. The only thing I met, the only thing I found that I liked better than those was uh, the rainbow suit. Oh yeah, yeah. It looked like a, it was that like it looks like the. It looked like a eighties. It looked like it came from like an eighties ski movie. Yes, yes, yes. Like teal, black, <laughs> pink. like maybe some pink in there, <laughs> and yeah, some lime green, luminous. <laughs> you, you look so good in one of those you still have one of those don't you i do you don't wear it at work though i know exactly where it, it is home. too shit go in my closet the box is in the back there go to the bottom box open it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. it used to be uh tim tim uh smith's i bought it off of him for 50 bucks and uh it was the best best 50 bucks best i 50 ever bucks. spent um so funny but it smells like cat piss. It still smells like cat piss. Like I watched that thing, I watched that thing twenty times, bro. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm not I saying I can absolutely it. imagine. I don't know why it smelled like cat piss, but it did. And he had written inside of it, "This is Tim's cat suit. Piss. If I find you, wait. If, if you, if I find you and you're wearing this, I'm going to kill you or something like that. That's what it says inside of it. I'm like." Dang! Oh, shit. So then I Trust had to me, like, bro. Nobody's gonna write underneath like, it, like this is Ray's suit now. I gave Tim fifty bucks for it. If <laughs> if he'll still kill you, if you're you, he's it. still gonna kill you if you're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, so let me oh, ask: um, over your years of doing this, has anybody inspired you, or uh, who do you think your your yeah. biggest influence has been? I would say, I mean, yeah, I mean, coming up from skydiving, when I first began, um, it, you know, people in England were very inspirational to me. Um, Ray Armstrong, Dave Morris, they are, you know, still very active in, in on the UK side, Europe. You know, they're moving over to the States. Joe Winters, without a doubt. Um, you know, I couldn't, I wouldn't be doing this today without you know, if Joe didn't do what he did, he right. was the guy that started all that this whole train thing, yeah. train ride. I agree with that. Um, Joe and um, obviously back then in, in the, the old Orlando days, we would see the airspeed uh, guys, guys and girls show up. So watching, especially from a coaching standpoint, you know, I was doing a lot of um, four-way coaching when I first started the wind tunnel. And, um, you know, so they really inspired me and how you know they really changed my view on coaching and you know remember you you'll remember the whole east coast west coast heavy east coast co coaches and the west coast coaches they all they, they operated slightly differently yeah the west coast there was, was a different the best yeah, the west, yeah, the west coast. but it was cool to for me to see that that dynamic and you know so um definitely you know people like craig gerard kurt burner um and Jack Jeffries seeing those guys come through the tunnel and, and 
learning a lot from those new. I went through SB camps um, even after I started up the tunnel just to get better. Right. And but you know, I would say those you know, and there's been plenty more. You know, people like you know people like the team that we I work with today. You know, there's still you know when we talk or you know when I still work with Mickey, even though we don't compete together anymore. You know, there's still um, so much that inspires me to want to get better. Right. You know, and do great things for the industry. So I don't think that ever will change. It's just, you know, I haven't competed or really done much in, in that four-way world, but I still think about, you know, the, the way that SB delivers their, their coaching and training. And, um, you know, so I think that that's stayed with me all the way through since I've been here, since I've, you know, started and, you know, kept skydiving and done the whole tunnel thing. Yeah, I've so, never competed in any FS and um, the getting to witness the airspeed camps and mm-hmm. just from start to just to see how they broke it all down. I learned so much watching like Mark Kirby, like just like yeah. whip a turn and just be like, be like, yo, did he just make belly flying look fucking cool shit? Like, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. You know, totally. And then, yeah. uh, did you ever watch, you know, go when I, when I made my transition over to XP, um, man, that was pretty wild. Like seeing eight way done in the tunnel at unbelievable, isn't it? At the highest level, it doesn't even look like belly flying anymore. Yeah. You know, you're just watching like when you're watching four way competition between airspeed and Hayabusa, like it doesn't even look like four it doesn't even look like belly flying to me anymore. I'm just like yeah. the, the, the it totally changes like, your perception. How, it's amazing. The knees are just going over the heads and the verticals and like yeah. What? That's going to hurt. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't want to take one of those in the jaw. Yeah. But it's it's amazing how how many without without creating a separation. But however, you know, a lot of people now they, they start scattering like, oh, I want to start free flying. I want to do this, this, and this, and um, angle flying, angle flying, and yeah, and wingsuit, whatever. And then they're like, I don't want, to, I don't do four way. But when they see it, and they especially when you see it at that level. Then you have a real appreciation for this, and it's it's really fucking hard, and it looks really fucking cool. Right. But I think I mean it's it definitely um, changes you, especially mindset as a skydiver. Right. Yeah. No. The, but, the most nervous I think I've ever really been was uh, turning points at speed, and just being like hmm. wait, waiting to get clocked, just being like, yeah. oh shit. Oh shit! Well, obviously, when you do this, you go up. Like, so I'm like, yeah. I don't need to be going up right now, but like, I don't want to get hit, but I'm gonna get, get hit. hit. I'm gonna get hit. Yeah. And yeah. you know, watching that in Orlando way back in the day when it was, you know, that was it, it was 12 ish feet. Um, it's uh, and see that at that level was, I mean, it was cool. It's like watching yeah. a magic show. Yeah. How were we at with time at right now? I, I don't know if oh. I just spoke English. How long have we been on? <laughs> I was, I don't know, half an hour, 40, I don't know. All what, right. What hey, do you need? You, you got a date or what? No, just take a little Do you want a promise? Just, just, yeah. <laughs> oh, you so, need your union mandated lunch break. Sorry, we have to, <laughs> have to pause for a 15 minute breath. A nap. <laughs> take a quick nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple sorry. shots, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, did you uh so you're done competing um i think so i mean 
you know, the player coach thing is kind of fun, though. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And the, um, you know, I don't do a lot of coaching now, and there's there's multiple reasons why. But you know, I I don't I'm not at the tunnel full time, and you know, so I'm not I'm not immersed into the environment where I can pick up coaching, and and you know, I have I have other responsibilities, but and the people at the tunnel want to coach, the people at the drop zone want to coach. Um, so you know, I I I have a few people that I you know I say I jump with or I fly with, but um, yeah, the, I I enjoy the player coach thing because. It keeps you around and, you know, it's it's almost like you're kind of handing off the info, you know. Hey, I, I don't want to just leave and not, not teach people. And, um, you know, I've always been a, a big believer that the only way that for this to get better is by giving people the, you know, giving it as much of the information as you can and letting them go and be better. I mean, even when I think back to when I started at Sky Venture, people are like, oh, my God, these, you guys are just the most amazing. And, I, you know, that the stuff that we, that we did, man, that was cool shit. Because right. we didn't know any better, but there is no way that I can get into a wind tunnel now and perform at that level. You know, when you watch the the, the stuff that people do today, I fucking kill myself. Yeah, it <laughs> is pretty I mean, ridiculous. But that's the it's, it's unbelievable. And the kids, which is, I mean, that's exactly that's the that's the plan, right? Is we we try and continue to get it better. So you know, when I'm dead and gone and you know, the kids are pioneering new stuff. There's always something there should be. And not that I've come up with, you know, much or any of it, but it's just, you know, being involved from the beginning and seeing some of that stuff, you know, get right. created is, has been, uh, it's been awesome. But yeah, no. Anyway, back, back to the original question. And, you know, for me, coaching, for the little that I do, it's nice to be able to, um, you know, sort of give back, so to speak, and teach somebody all the, all the fun stuff that it took for us to, you know, get to that, that level. But, right. and it, you know, showing up to nationals, you, you know, what it's like, you know, you, you're Eloy enough to know when nationals came through town, it's, it's like homecoming. That's fun. It's, it's awesome. And you get to see all the people that you, you know, especially with COVID and not having nationals for, you know, an extended period of time. And, you know, so then it's, it's kind of that desire to, you know, you get to run into people and see, you know, the people that you've known for years and, you know, you watch Craig and Eliana getting on the on the tram to, you know, go compete, even though they don't compete at that level anymore. They still compete at that level. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, that's awesome. And that's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So. Do you have any, uh, what are your professional goals? Do you have any, anything lined up? Well, I mean, I'm going to, you know, stay with iFly and the IBA for, as long as they'll keep me, you know, as long as I feel like I'm putting out some good stuff and, um, you know, we're con you know, continuing to try and develop new material and um, rewriting, you know, a lot of the old training material that, that was, that had was originally written back in, you know, 03, 04. And then it's been updated, updated. And now we're going through as you know, you've seen is completely revamping the whole structure of how we deliver training. Um, you know, so I feel like as, as much as I, I can continue to provide, you know, good input to the, um, to the industry, then I'll stick around, you know, outside of the IBA, I have a whole different career and, you know, flying and, um, you know, aviation is a huge passion of mine. So you're flying um, the big planes, huh? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my retirement gig, you know, being an airline pilot is it's fun. I really enjoy it. And um, I, 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 
whole building's going to burn down behind whoop, you. Whoop, and we're just still going to be honest. The police. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So you got that retirement plan. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my, yeah, that's kind of my, <laughs> you know, when I, when I feel like I, I, I can't walk up the stairs at a tunnel anymore and I have to take the elevator and I, and I actually hang up the suit for good. Um, right. You know, that's, that's kind of my back pocket. That's what I'm going to go do and retire and hopefully, so that's, you know, really professionally, you know, I'll stay, I'll stay at the drop zone because I'll keep flying the airplane. I'll still jump, at least, you know, my instructor ratings are still current. So I'll, I'll always do that. I just, you know, won't show up to the drop zone and do eight, 10 jumps. You know, I'll just show up and do one or two and be like, okay, I'm going to go drink a beer now. I'll see you. Don't go tell stories about the way it was. <laughs> yeah, about that. Like that fire. Day we called it freak flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just put on my, my sit flying suit remember those with the remember little, the sit little... suits and the wet and the water wings like the the web gloves the web gloves well i bet i, I still have what, some of those somewhere tell you what you put a pair of those on and go fly some dynamic lines bro <laughs> rocket booster i bet that's like back I in the day when we used to pull, a, pull our hands inside the sleeves of the jumpsuit yeah. yeah dude yeah 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 that big but, hands you were moving move you better you better know it i remember you know what's funny is i i who is he oh randy you know there's been fast tunnels for a long time randy actually was you know he was one of one of the guys uh the ogs from orlando days um right. he probably started about the same time as you or maybe a little after you but you know he spent a lot of time in orlando so he spent a lot of time doing the whole pull the pull this the, the suit sleeve over your hands and you know he still does demos like that today maybe not today maybe but you know, Maybe six not. months a year ago he did but well he, he it was had, so funny to watch that he had the fastest freaking helicopter spin ever dude but between him and like mike mike carney is still probably dude, carney carney's crazy god he's like he is do you know crazy. what sucks about about that is uh i never met him and then we did the conference here the iba conference with oh, the, right, the trainer level the, the level four trainers and yeah. dude and then Carney gets in the tunnel and I'm just, I enjoy, I enjoy seeing people fly, man. Like I don't yeah. like at every level, I really do enjoy people getting to see people fly all the time. It, yeah. It's cool. It's it really to the point where like some days I'm blown away by it. Some days it's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> but some days I'm like sitting here and I'm like, what am I even looking at right now? Like this dude is floating in this wind tunnel. Like, and it, it just, I, I get an outside view. It's like I pop out of my body. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it's then still, I realize that I'm driving cool. and I got to get back in my body. So, no. Yeah. But it's, he gets in there. Cool. He got in there. And we have Insane. it on video. He goes from zero, just flying on his head, and goes from zero to fast as fuck <gasps> in no seconds flat. With no buildup, with no, like, where did the energy come from? Like, he was just like, Grr! and it made my body. I was sitting there like this. I went, you're sitting there in the door, just kind of like, and I went, like, <laughs> like what? Like, what? What just happened? And then he stopped, and I was like, I did the douche thing. I was like, hey, do that again. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you like, remember that. I gotta see that happen again. That's crazy. Yeah. Were you there when you did that? Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
yeah, that, that was, that was different. That was like, yeah. Next level. He, he, you know, again, you know, I, I, whenever I would do it, man, I felt fast. Yeah. And you watch it against his, you're like, yeah, it's not even close. Barely spinning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, watching, watching some of those all count. And he wasn't even topped out, I don't think. He probably had his hands inside his sleeves. Maybe that's, maybe we need to go back to that. Maybe we need to do some of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, back in the, in the sky surfing era, the only thing I don't miss about that whole time frame was getting asked every single day if I've ever jumped with a snowboard attached to my feet. You yeah. ever jumped with a snowboard attached to your feet? It's like, well, now no. it's the bat wings. We've done it with you, skyboards, but not. Yeah. Yeah. You got the wing thing and jumped off the, off the hill. Off the hill. Okay. <laughs> All right, so now now you're retired. What's that? Retired, retired, retired now? Oh, down the road? No, I'm saying now you're retired. Like we wake up tomorrow and we're, we're retired. What does Rusty Lewis's retirement look like? Oof. I, um, I, don't, I yeah, that's a good question. I, I really haven't thought that far ahead. I mean, I, um, you know, I live here in the mountains now and I, I say in the mountains, it's Colorado, east of the mountains. I'd love to stay here. You know, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm, I think for me, as life slows down, if I'm retired, I don't know if I'll ever actually fully retire. Right. Um, I'll probably be still fucking with the IBA website when I'm like 94. <laughs> <laughs> and we set people's passwords and sign people off for shit. But um, I don't know. Dude, um, you're so deep. I don't even know how you would train somebody to do what you do. Like, I, yeah, like I don't, I don't when know. That, when that, when that like task you. comes up, you're screwed. Like, you yeah. I don't know, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, traveling, you know, I, I've, I've had the, you know, the good fortune that I've been able to travel, you know, with iFly and skydiving and, you know, a little bit of my aviation career, I've been able to travel and do stuff. And I, and I love it and I still continue to do it. Um, but, you know, at a different sort of pace than what I should, what I sort of do it now. Um you know, I've often thought, well, I'm just going to buy a cottage in Southern Ireland and stoke a fire and drink Guinness and just continue to get fatter. And um, but then, part, part of me thinks that I might be on a beach somewhere, but I just don't know. I'm not. I, I I just haven't thought that far ahead. But you know, much much slower pace, driving around on a tractor that'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mowing grass on a tractor, high um, on mushrooms. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's my retirement plan. Straight up, <laughs> just not just looking to be eat all the mushrooms. No, I'm drug free. I'm a drug free dude. I like to drink a little <laughs> alcohol, you know, a little bit of wine. But man, in those old, in that in later years in life, like seventy, little micro doses. Yeah, this is good a for daily you. I'm all for it. Daily micro dose, keep the brain sharp, and then like yeah. every three months, just go ham. Yeah, just eat a handful of them. And then just, just go on a spiritual journey. You know what I mean? <laughs> show up at the drop zone and tell stories. <laughs> just show up. Be like, show up. What do you know about what do you know about swoop cords? Like I was just show up with my goggles around my neck. I love that. Heck yeah. A backwards protect. <laughs> a protect on backwards. Boom. Protect is gonna be a thing in 20 years. Yeah, years never time. They're, they're it's be never going anywhere, is it? They're never going. They're never going nowhere. Because so uh, you mean you mean to tell me that my 
protect that I have left somewhere in this house is not going to be worth a fortune because they're still going to be around in 30 years. Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah. You could still sell that online right now. 30 bucks. That's my retirement plan. (laughs) Sell my protect. 30 bucks. You know how much mushrooms, bro. Let me tell you that. No, you know how crusty this liner is. This is, this is what youth looks like. So somebody starting off in this sport right now, what, what advice would you, I got, I got, all right. It's a two part one. Yeah. What advice do you give the new, the new person just showed up at a, at a wind tunnel or a, on a drop zone. Um, and then what advice do you give a seasoned person that, that maybe needs, maybe who's looking to keep the spark alive. Well, <clears throat> see, I don't come up with easy questions. That's not what I do. Well, yeah, the, I'd be curious to hear your answer to this later. But I, you know, the, I, I've always been a, you know, for, for, actually for probably both is um, get coaching. It's probably the number one priority mm-hmm. is the, the only way to be safe and to get good and run those two tracks sort of in parallel. I mean, it's never a perfect line right but uh, get coached get coaching yeah and don't necessarily get coaching for one person or just you know get good coaching and that starts all the way from day one flying in the tunnel or you know doing aff um the two should be um sort of interspersed fly in the tunnel jump there's a there's a lot of people that say well the tunnel isn't the same as skydiving and you know in some respects it's not and we know that and you know obviously i'm I'm an employee of ifly and i'm and as much as it is a, a fantastic training tool, there's definitely things that it does not teach you. There's definitely things that you have to go and get out of an airplane to do. That's just the way it is. Um, but that's I what think makes you it live awesome. a, I think you live a happier existence too, if you can actually just separate those two and say, hey, when yes. I'm at the tunnel, I'm going to learn tunnel stuff. When I'm at, yes. in the sky, I'm going to learn sky stuff. And it will blend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's some things that cross over, but there's some things that won't. And, but... Um, key thing is is get good coaching you know get get good advice you know obviously be very choosy about who you listen to but you know for somebody that's been in the sport and uh you know maybe is you know wanting to relight the fire or turn up the flame a little bit you know i think that's that that same sentiment is true is is be okay being uncomfortable just like you know we sort of mentioned it at the beginning is it's it's okay to jump back into the student's shoes and and be shit for a bit and because that's the only way that you're going to get better one. And really, when you have that sense of accomplishment, that's what relights the fire. And I, I would think that's what it does for me is, is feeling vulnerable and saying, you know, I, I'm really good at this side of it, but let me go and try this side and see, see how bad I am and see what it's going to take to get better. But the only way I can get better is with, with coaching, but um, be vulnerable and, um, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, um, but, you, you know, you learn from those as long as you've got some good people sort of holding your hand along the way. And <clears throat> I also do say as, as well as um, being, a, being a little overconfident is really good in this sport, but there is a fine line between being just a little bit confident and then just being way off of left, you know, out of left field confident, right. you know, be learn how to balance that and, Again, good coaching. So people that are going to share good advice will will be able to, to, you know, kind of rein in and say, "This is this is the line. This is where you need to be." Right. Um, what would you say? 
Hmm. Interesting. I like what you did there. I always say the same <laughs> every day. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, um, bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know, I don't, do you, do you have to know, do you have to be a level 10 uh, at this one particular move? Um, no, but should you be able to do it eight for 10? Yeah. And the two yeah. that you mess the two that you mess up, did you stay committed to a plan that wasn't going to work? Or did yeah. you know when you were too low to make that turn, you know? Yeah. So it's like, did you, did you, did you, did you realize, did you go to do it and realize that you were too close to that wall and stop yeah. and continue flying? Well, then that's not a really mess. That's not a mess up. That's, that's, that's flying. That's you almost learn just as much doing that. Yeah. 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 Scraping the paint. Because your awareness. Bit, not smashing. Like you're aware you're building that awareness, you know? Yeah. Um, I let them know that it's not magic. This isn't magic. And, and I have, I sit down and have a realistic conversation about expectation. Um, I feel like on a daily basis where it's like, we all want, we, you and I both want the same thing. We want you to learn this skill in the shortest period of time for the least amount of money. Right. Yeah. That being said, you've gotten involved in a very expensive sport that takes a long time. It doesn't take a long time to learn it all, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a long time to have fun doing it. So yeah, have fun while you're learning the thing. Cause I, we would have people show up in Eloy drop 20 grand and buy 20 hours and just grind it out. I had to make it like mandatory. Like, dude, for every couple hours we do, you have to go skydiving. So you have to see how this is plugging in. Yes. Yes. Because you're not going to see your progression, you know, plus a mental download as well. Right. It's like watching grass grow. Like you're not going to see it happening. Right. We're going to have to revisit day one and be like, this is what you were doing day one. Why do you still feel like you're sucking? You're in face out face carving, doing Eagle. Like, you know what I mean? Flying around doing dynamic lines. Like, but you still feel like you haven't hit that mountaintop. It's like that mountaintop doesn't exist. Yeah. Like the mountaintop yeah. doesn't exist. Like, so yeah. We're always we're always trying to climb. Yeah, exactly. We're always trying to get up there. Yeah. Just you yeah. see the mountain differently than somebody else sees the mountain, but everybody's still climbing the same mountain. And what I would say for people, especially, and this is kind of just from a experience standpoint, is if you're serious about this and you're gonna pay, and because you're serious about it, you're paying somebody to coach you. And this skill set, <clears throat> show the respect to yourself and stay hydrated and stay up on, you know, keep your chemicals in, in balance, not chemically in balance, but keep them, keep a balance with your chemicals. Like don't show up hungover to your session We're we're going to put you on your head or have you carving in circles for 15 minutes. Like, yeah, like you, you, be prepared for that. Like be prepared yeah. for that. You're going to use a lot more energy in the beginning than you do later. And, uh, and you need to be sharp. Like your body needs yeah. to be sharp. Your mind needs to be sharp. Like, so 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and I and I agree, and you hear a lot of coaches now talk about, you know, prepare like you would an athlete would prepare, you know, show up like you're an athlete. This is a sport and you need to be be ready to roll. Because yeah. if you're not, then the results that you're going to come up, get on the other side are directly tied to how you approach it. Right. I mean, you can be the most fit person in the world, but if you show up dehydrated or hungover, or worse, you show up five minutes before your session with grandioso, yeah. with grandioso goals, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So if you don't have, you know, set goals, bite-sized goals, obtainable goals, um, I would set one goal that I'm going to get this today, maybe. And then, um, uh, and maybe have another goal that's just outside of the reach of what yeah. you think is possible. Like, like, man, if everything, that would be a cherry on top goal. Like that's, yeah. Um, and then just keep trying to get 1% better every day and just push that direction and just keep pushing, keep going that yeah. way. If you, if you're enjoying what you're doing, then it's worth the investment in yourself. Um, Absolutely. And if you're not, then try switching it up. You know, yeah. like you had mentioned getting different coaches throughout the, throughout your. Uh, progression, your progression there. The uh, my my advice with that is like maybe find one that you really gel with in the beginning because I call it the zero to sixty right zero to sixty yeah. is like how do I fly um, you're waking you're helping me wake up my body um, doesn't matter what you're teaching me you're just you're helping me wake up my body right I have fingers and toes and I have a knee and an elbow you yeah. know um, and then. I know how to pay attention to other people that I'm flying with. I have a sense of awareness for the walls and the people that are I'm flying with, you know, find somebody who's going to get navigate you through these little obstacles, the zero to 60 ones. And then after you have a good foundation, then hop around. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes you can just feel like you're starting back at back at this, in this invisible, like this not real step, like, Oh, now I'm back yeah. at the beginning again. It's like, no, <clears throat> I don't know anything about you. I'm yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely you. right. I'm going off of, you know, so we have to, yeah, you're going to feel like you're getting that same session every time. But if you showed up and knew how to fly, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go learn a dynamic line or, you yeah. know, like, let's go do that thing. Yeah. So some continuity at the beginning. Yeah. Just until yeah. you kind of get your feet wet. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. absolutely. I agree. And then, you know, as you, as you start to kind of solidify that foundation, then, you know, maybe, maybe there's, you know, you still got that one. Okay. I can always come back to this guy, girl, whoever it is. And, you know, maybe I'll just try and learn this one particular technique from this one particular coach. Right. Like, or something. Yeah. They're the Absolutely one, they're agree. the one that they're the one that does outface can teach me outface <clears throat> faster than anybody else. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Go there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then while you're learning these little chunks of body flight, um, soak on them. You know, not every session has to be coached. If you just learn something and you're getting pretty good at it, like yeah. maybe, maybe grab a buddy of equal skill set or better and just go fly. Try, try just applying it. You yeah. Know? Like a member. That's where a lot of learning comes in. A little huck jam. Like go, go test yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, a little bit like what you were saying about, Hey, just go skydive. Just go spend a couple of days skydiving, you know, stay away from the tunnel. For, not necessarily stay away, but go and apply some of this stuff without you having fly. to really focus on 
okay, I have to do this, this, and this now, this, this, and this. Go jump or, yeah, go do a hook jam, go fly and remove that. Okay, I've got to do one, two, three, and just see how natural it feels. Right, right. It's like yeah. playing a guitar. That balance you know? is huge. Like, you can yeah. play a song, you can play Smoke on the Water, you know, boom, 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 but, like, are you riffing? No. Yeah. Like, take, like you, did you learn some chords? Cool. Can you make something happen with that? Do yeah. that. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> do that for a second not not for a ton but i mean i'm not gonna i don't want you to have to pay me to sit in the door and go do it again do it again yeah do, it. do a flip anyway, yeah that's flip. well shit rusty thanks for your time man oh dude are you kidding it was awesome you want oh yeah oh we'll keep going fuck it i don't care i ain't the one having to edit this shit you know, you, oh, you don't? I got a guy. You got, you got the easy job? Yeah, there you go. Dean, get on it. Get on it, son. Get it on, Dean. Snap to it. No. You got anything you want to add? You're not You're not really well, coaching anymore, really? Just every now no, and again? Not really. I, you know, I, I do some private AFF courses every now and again because I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go fly and coach people. But, you know, the, the people that should be coaching the people that are doing it every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll do a little bit here and there, but you know, I'm not the guy and, you know, I want, maybe a, I was a guy, a guy, the guy, <laughs> uh, one of the guys, you know, whatever, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not in there every day. I'm not doing it every day. So, you know, I've ha- happily handed off the baton and, and that, you know, it feels great, but you know, I really still enjoy getting in and flying and doing a little bit and, you know, showing a couple things, but, um, yeah, the full-time coaching is, is not, you know, at the moment, it's not on my to-do list. It's not on the cards with everything else that's going on, but, um, you know, I'm better for the industry. I'm better served doing my job, which is continuing to try and keep it safe. Got to. And then just showing up and flying every now and again, disappointing people. And they're like, Oh, do these things. I, I, I can't do those things. Right. Yeah, no, somebody to teach me to do those things. Yeah, yeah. Side fly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Side fly. You want to spot me? Yeah. I got it on the one side pretty good, but uh, it's the side that I tried doing it on for like 10 years before these damn kids came around and smoked it. God. Sydney Kenneth asked, what up with that? Like, that's crazy. And then uh, I've been learning, I've been learning the opposite side now, bro. You want to talk about being humbled? It's like, that's hard shit. But yeah, no, the reason why I was asking about the coaching is if, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, but we don't have to go that route. You don't have to give your info. People can get in touch with me anytime they want. Oh, yeah. How do they do that? The, the chances are, um, well, the easiest way is probably email. Lewis at iflyworld.com. Bam. You got any boom, social boom. medias? Yeah, I'm on the book, the face of books. Yeah, you're old. That's it. I don't do much in the way of social yeah. media. I don't do anything really. Every once it's, in a while, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that's like, you know, I I I I'm on it, you know, and you know, for especially it's it was it's been great for promoting the people that have supported me, you know, sponsors and such, um, and that's obviously it's awesome to be able to give back, you know, promote the people that have supported my journey um 
but um yeah facebook email but yeah the coaching side for me is is typically if somebody comes to me the it's usually better especially scheduling is to go you know i point them in the right direction for people that really would serve them much better than i think i probably could um but i still need to go flying that 32 foot tunnel i think that's oh. what's next for me that's what i need to do Dude. that's what i think is on my to-do list before i retire oh my ass go and, with you. go oh, and, yeah I'm so bad i think we need to we need to have some form of um need a, a trainer. trainer we need a Seminar, trainer, conference, seminar. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So hell yeah, I'll get. Yeah, if you do that, then I'll have work pay for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not, I think that's a great idea. We need to go. We need to go investigate. Idea. Yeah. So just the safety, like how much more speed can be gained in a tunnel of sud? Somebody yeah. said that to me. They're like, "Well, I mean, imagine they, the the injuries they're going to have there." And I was like, "Why?" They're like, well, the amount of space that you can do. It's like, that's amount of space that you're not going to hit that wall. Like, yeah. It's, there's obviously two ways to look at that. Yeah. It, well, it doesn't change. Like if I'm, if, if somebody needs a spot, I'm not going to give them more, like whether I'm, there's that pocket, that, that perfect yeah. pocket, like just be in the pocket and then you're going to get them. If you're outside yeah. the pocket, you didn't get them anyway. Right. right. Whether it's whether you're in a 12 foot or a 32 foot. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 12 foot exactly happens right. faster. Like it's like, like they're yeah. already there. Like, so, all right, cool. See that, I, see I that coat go. rack right there. See this coat rack. I mean, that's where you have to it. I'm going to nail it. See if I can do it from here. Nailed it. Cool. <laughs> all right, Rusty. Thank you brother for your time. Dude, and, it was uh, so good to it's see always you. a pleasure to talk to you, man. Yeah. Likewise, buddy. I always enjoy it. All right. Cool. But hey, stay cool out there. I will. You too. Appreciate you and everything you do. Appreciate you. It's beer 30 on my clock. I'm about happy. Yeah, go do it. Look at that. I am balding, huh? <laughs> Dude, me too. Man, no, you, you still got luscious locks. So luscious. You could almost you could almost do like the wave on that. <laughs> a little bit I of just hairspray. gotta go bleach my tips. Little hairspray, and then you push it forward like that, and you blow it with a blow dryer. Yeah, I'm gonna go try right now. Send me a picture. Yeah, yeah, send me a picture. All right, cool. All right, you be good, buddy. Thank you. And there you have it another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, and say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com. By Pussfoot. That's right. Head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com. Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And now joining the Lunatic team, it's the one and only Tony Suits. You know them, you love them. Head to TonySuit.com. Check out all the amazing standards, as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to YouTube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe Podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had, as well as new and upcoming interviews on video. As always, I am the fucking pilot. Head to thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time around.